The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? A-Town Connection right here. You got Young Bloods uh, featuring Daddy Fat Sack. You know what I'm talking about? Outcast. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like this. Check it out. Hello, podcast land, and welcome to and welcome back to another episode of the Crown and College podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I'm one half of your host, Jeremy, aka Black Dante, on Twitter, aka Niggermord, aka Bring Back Dirty Mac and R&B, aka uh, Niggas Against Coworkers, aka. Um, Live your best life because we only got 12 more years until Earth be tired of our shit for good. And as usual, I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Hi, I'd like to welcome you all to the 200th episode of the Carnival College Podcast. That's right. We're skipping right to 200. <laughs> we had our anniversary last week, and now this is episode number 200. I declared it, and it is so. I'm Bianca, a.k.a. Tall Bianca XO on Twitter, a.k.a. Your Tall Fly Auntie, still working heels, um, a.k.a. Fuck, it comes to fall. I don't feel like wearing layers, a.k.a. Girl, deal with it. Yeah, and we are bike. We back for another week of hashtag content. Um, Thank you to everybody who enjoyed our 200th. Um, damn, now you got me saying shit. <laughs> yeah, episode number 200, like I said. I've spoken in the existence and it is done. We're skipping the other numbers. Let's be honest. Y'all don't care about the other numbers between our last episode and 200. So here we are, landmark episode number two hundred. Let's go. <laughs> You're doing amazing, Bianca. But uh, thank you to everybody that listened to our four year anniversary show, and thank you, special thank you to Candace and Curtis who came through and fucked shit up and joined us in niggatry. Um, by now, y'all know what the bills is. Um, if y'all don't, we'll get to them later on. Um, but speaking of something that we were remiss to do, um, which. I don't know how we did not do this, but, you know, it was, again, powerful nigga chair work. So, you know, good luck, everybody. But um, uh, Outcast is Equimini is 20 years. Ain't it 20? It's 20 years old. Indeed. Yes. Um, and especially. I've got something to say. The South got, the South had, the South had, the South did, and the South always will have something to say. Um. And that's it's really special because like that li- literally after uh, the Outcast concert in 2014, ATL Outcast at last. That's when we started this damn podcast <laughs> uh, because um, Outcast is both near and dear to both me and Bianca. Um, so I f- fuck it. I guess this will be an impromptu bring it back. Just that album. I I. I don't trust anybody. First of all, I don't trust anybody that don't like Outcast. That's number one. But number two, <laughs> number two, I damn sure don't trust anybody that don't like Equimini because that shit is timeless. It's timeless. There's there's not enough time and words to describe how amazing that album still is. And to the, listen, let me tell you something. First of all, our queen. Beyonce love her some goddamn outcast and she loved the fuck out of some goddamn spodioti horns. I it has been so many goddamn songs Beyonce has used those fucking horns 
And I was like, you know what? This is why I stand. Because my queen recognizes greatness when she see it. And she she incorporates it in her greatness. And that is why we stand. Um, but I, you know, um, the thing about Equimini, like, it aged really well. Like, I listen, as much as I'm an outcast fan, stand, whatever you want to call it, I'll be the first to admit some of that shit did not age well. Uh, some of that shit aged very onkish. I'm not going to lie. But a criminal overall, it criminal holds up. Yeah, yeah, it does. It holds up to the test of time. It truly has held up. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I like about it is, and I mean, we, we're kind of getting back to this where you get the albums you can play all the way through. But this album was the perfect length for this time and period, you know, this time and era in music. Perfect length in, you know, track number for southern rap for rap in general for again the area it was released in it just it did so many things right and you know you had a couple of the, you know a couple of crew cuts and again as we mentioned spodiody dopalicious which was just like yo let's just let's just vibe out and just make a beat for a little bit and then we're gonna talk over it some and then we're gonna let that shit bang out for the rest of the way one of the greatest instrumentals of all time but Yes, it's it's just an, it's an album that again, top to bottom, just it just endures. And you know, by the time it's you got the end, by the time you got the end of Liberation, you're just like, which is the perfect end in track. I just went on a fucking journey, but then Chunky Fire comes through at the end. After that, as the as the fire, like, yo, like, let's just hit y'all one more time and get out of here. Right. Uh, but do yourself a favor and go back and listen to that album if you haven't already. Cause it just never gets it never gets old. Like it's not it's not one bad song on the album, and that is not even my <laughs> outcast bias seeping in. Like it's literally not a bad song on the album. Right. And I'm gonna go a step further. It's not even my favorite outcast album. And I love the hell out of this album. I will defend this album to every corner of the earth till the end of time. No matter how trash the Falcons are. You know what? I'm dead on the inside. It's fine. I, I don't know what. You have to tell me what. <sighs> Good luck. <laughs> I thought football was dead to us. It is. Um, but, you know, it's an Atlanta album. And, you know, there's just one thing I don't like about the city. I love the soccer team. Great fan base. Amazing fan base. Truly, you know, fun, upstart city. Seeing them embrace the team in the way that they do has been tremendous. Um, but yeah, no, back to Outcast and back to Equimini specifically. Uh, again, this was just an album that was, it was sequenced perfectly. It was, you know, it was the finger on the pulse of a city. You know, Andre and... Antoine growing into themselves as artists. Um, yeah, I think this was the turning point for them as artists. Oh, big time! Big uh, time. Uh, I would, I would argue, I would argue, especially Andre, because I mean, I know this is a point of contention amongst people on the interwebs, but you about uh, to say the thing I'm about that I'm going to agree with. Let's say yeah, it. I'm, you know, this all shit. We can say we won't. Uh, big boy. Cared Andre for a good little minute up until this album, and I don't mean cared in like 
Andre didn't have, you know, anything, obviously. But as far as like who was up up until this album, as far as like who was more polished between the two, it was definitely Big Boy. Definitely. Like un- unquestionably so. And yeah. And I think this is the part where like Andre, he 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 turned in the he turned in the game six LeBron, Heat Bron. And I think that's kind of when people like really fell in love with him and kind of I don't want to say stopped appreciating Big Boy, but kind of was like, oh shit, Andre, like he he really in his bag now. Like, goddamn, man. It's kind of like Big Boy, like, I mean, you here and we love you, but like Andre is just on fire. And I mean, I'm not saying that's not without good reason, because again, this this was the point where Andre became Andre. Like he became three stacks. But right. um, I do feel that. And it's not, I don't want to say it's necessarily Big Boy's fault or even Andre's fault, but I do th- think that some people, not all, but some people started losing their appreciation for Big Boy, who even after Andre, you know, Andre made this big heel turn, uh, Big Boy still stayed consistently good and polished. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was definitely the heel turn for Andre when he like became that nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was at that point where you had to look at them as like unmistakable peers versus like big boys giving you just this fire, just like this straight up, like gritty, grimy, just Atlanta ass, rapping ass rap. And Andre was doing his thing in, in his element. And he, um, what's the right way to say what I'm trying to say here? Um, Basically, Andre was more experimental in that way that people might not necessarily been ready for just yet. Yeah. Um, and so with this album, Andre gave you that and he gave you double rapid ass nigga too, by the way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely indeed. Um, but yeah, go back and listen to Come and I get you, you know, get your life and you know. Um Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself because you deserve it because Aquamina is for everybody. It's you and I. You and I. Uh, speaking of you and I, but uh, while, since, shit, since we're here, while we're on the topic of music, um, br- I um, I don't mean to sound like a get-off-my-lawn-ass nigga. Uh, the, wow. Wow. Friend, that's, that's what we're doing. Let's just call it what it is. What? Well, mm, mm, good luck, everybody. Mm. But we, <laughs> I appreciated a conversation that I'm kind of missed because I was recording uh, with Curtis uh, for Ratchet Ramblings. But um, um, we need a resurgence of hater, hater ass. I can love your man or your woman better than you can ass music, because we need that back. Uh, cause I don't know what, I, I don't think the, I don't think the youth are doing that nowadays. Nowadays, I think the youth are doing, um, you didn't text me back fast enough. So we don't broke up music now. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you didn't send me this picture before you posted it to Instagram. So now nah, fuck you. <laughs> the music. <laughs> which, which has its place. Let me not hate on the youth. I mean, it has its place. Listen, I look. I guess getting dragged for homophobia made Sizzle get in her bad because she did what the fuck she had to do on Broken Clocks. That shit is a jam. Yo, 
I listen, I my I will sing my little motor oil sign and ass heart out to some goddamn broken clocks. That shit is a jam. So, you know, the 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 starter from a DM now we hear music does have its place. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But as someone who grew up in the uh, in the nineties, early two thousands, we had a whole ass genre of just uh just oh yo oh 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 that's your man oh where oh that nigga sucker baby I can love you way better oh that's your woman that's your woman really my dude like she, she like she she ain't no good for you I can love you better than she can we had a whole ass slew of that shit from about ever ago to whenever Drake started getting on the scene <laughs> I'm glad you recognized that was your era's music but um. <laughs> mm, I'm I'm gonna let you cook with that. I'm I'm glad you recognize that as the as the older um mm. you know the older member of this podcast. I gotta you know, I gotta draw my lines where they where they go. Mm-hmm. Um But no, you're right. Um God, broken clocks are so good. It really is. Sizzle, Sizzle got on her bag. Oh. But you know, man, like her put a new project out, and of course him came with his shit right behind it. Um wait, who? Her put put her new project out. Oh, her, yeah. And you know what? I like uh, I, I I gotta be honest, like cause I didn't know who her was until the BET Awards and her, her and um no pun intended. Uh I think I think Dane C's performed with her like they did best part. And I was like, who the fuck is this? They, she sound good. And everybody was like, that's her. And I'm like, oh, so that's who y'all been talking about. So that made me get into her other shit. And then this new, the latest project came out, which it kind of was like a snippet to like, I guess, whatever she's going to release later on. And I was like, If this is the snippet for the, if this is the appetizer, the meal ain't looking too good at her. It ain't, it ain't mm, this, mm, it ain't that. Like she started, she, she went in her Lauren Hill bag with the spoken word shit that sounded like 75% ho-tepe. And I'm like, oh, oh, baby, what is you doing? Hmm. But, but continue, continue, continue. No, um, I just always like. I mean, you're right, but I'm just here for the jokes. Yeah, and main, mainly the jokes are such that um, Buddy comes out and makes like his counter project, and all of the album titles are like compared to hers. <laughs> like she'll she'll make a song called Candles, and he'll make a song called Blow Candles Out. <laughs> <laughs> like she'll make a song called Wings. He'll make a song called Feathers. <laughs> He'll make a song called Popeyes Fried Chicken. He'll make a song called KFC. Uh, why did I know you were gonna say fucking KFC? Uh, you you know, know, she'll make a song called uh, Broken Clocks, and he'll make a song called Clock Repair. Mm. It's always just the worst shit, and the song t- the song length be almost the same. It's just uh, I has make a song called Blue. This motherfucker make a song called Navy. <laughs> <laughs> like you. 
like you a Jason ass nigga. <laughs> breaking but, news. Um, breaking news. Just got word that Drew Brees is now uh, the NFL's all time passing leader. All right. Back to our music talk. Um, what else? Uh, that part uh, uh, <clears throat> what else you got in the running here? Um, oh, speaking of music, let's uh, let's talk about woke rappers. Right quick. And mm. I kind of mean this seriously. Um, so Vic Mensa, who is a rapper whose music I, you know, I enjoy. Um, you know, he's on the Google Play and music goes up and I listen to it and I tend to enjoy it more than I don't, which is always nice. Um, versus, say, like Troy Ave, whose music I couldn't stand. Wasn't he a, wasn't he a ass-ass Twitter nigga? I remember, when, I remember when, he, when he was young he was, yeah. But... You know how I feel about like people doing young dumb shit when they're young and silly. Um, mm. yeah, you know I, I feel. You know how I feel about. That. I, I'm like, if you grow from it and like you just keep showing and proving, I'm not gonna keep holding that shit against you for the rest of your life. Like, I'm gonna just say you were stupid once. You ain't stupid no more. Cool. Life goes on. Um, but he did a cipher for BET Awards. Um, for BET show. And it was a pre-recorded thing that he did. And when BET played it, it turned out that um, XXX Extinction uh, expiry date, <laughs> which is who he addressed in this thing, um, <laughs> turns out his mom was in attendance. And expiry date. <laughs> I think uh, he was being presented something about like up and coming artists or whatever, and you know how he got. I cut short, but Vic Mensa did this uh, part of the cipher where he was really critical of like fans being way too like in their bags, basically about artists um, being considered greats and legends and shit like that when they abuse people, which is a thing about XXX garbage. Um, XXX dead nigga, right? <laughs> But um, so what up happening was, you know, they found out his mom was there, and he recorded an apology. And he said, "Look, you know, I wasn't trying to take shots at her. You know, I didn't know she was going to be there. It was pre-recorded. You know, mm-hmm. she lost her son to gun violence in the end, and that's still senseless. And like, I expressed my sympathy because of that. But what I do have a problem with, and what I'm going to continue to have a problem with, is people crowning, um." artists as they're still making music as these legends and all-time greats and stuff like that when they got such dirty horrible pasts and even like presents as the case was with um triple x tacos so yeah shout out out to him for growth yeah that shit is um we were talking about this a little pregame like just that that whole Like I just don't understand that. I know, I know, we talked about this uh, a little more at length when, when, uh, when when XXX abuser uh, got killed. But it's just like this impetus to. I I mean, you know what? I'll take it a step further. I won't even just say for abusers, although we talking about one. Like I just don't know, understand the impetus to label artists like legends and icons just because they die because you know what i mean like and obviously to a way 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 lesser lesser degree and the more agree and less egregious degree people did that when Aaliyah died 
You know what I mean? Like she she passed, unfortunately, and then like people like even to this day just voted her to this legacy status. And I don't know if it's out of uh uh an exaggerated sense of paying respects or what, but I don't it's just whenever someone dies, may and maybe it's like a overly human empathic thing, but we, we kind of give them we give them roses and then some of us give them like the whole flower shop when they when either good or bad, they don't deserve the whole flower shop. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Like the thing with Aaliyah was, um, she was a beneficiary of a really like specific snapshot in time mm-hmm. where her ascent coincided with like, Timbaland and Missy Elliott and them just running shit. And basically there was this gap, right? And, you know, it was after Pac and Big got killed and it was like, all right, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? Like, not who's next to die, but like, who's next to be that greatest, you know, rapper sort of thing. And in 2001, Jay-Z was still working on season that. I don't think he had quite had it yet. I think there was still plenty of cases to be made, including, again, the South proven that it has some shit to say. But what was going on separately from that was everybody was like, whoa, 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 mellow out. We can't be talking about killing each other all the time. Let's let's smooth out the vibe some. And I think what Aaliyah represented was the sort of icon of, um, you know, she had the bad girl look, right? Like with the, the jackets and like the, the jeans sagging a little bit and the, and the Timberland boots and shit and the beanies. Like she just had this look. It was like, my look is edgy. But my sound is pure, and her sound was heavily edited. Um, and but but my sound is pure, um, and so operating from that, it was like, yo, like here's this chick, you know, she's got like this sort of bad girl vibe about her, um, you know, does the occasional ballad or whatever. But like she's she's just got this sort of savoir faire about her that really sort of fits this snapshot of time, mm-hmm. and then she died. And she died like right off the release of her self-titled album, if I remember right. Um, yep, yep. Because she had shot the video for "Rock the Boat." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember, you know, more than a woman was a jam that had come out, and I remember "We Need a Resolution" came out, you know, like later that following year. Oh no, "We Need a Resolution" came out earlier that year. That was that was first. Um, so yeah, so she she sort of represents this this very specific like pure loss. I guess you'd call it because it was like, well, what could have been? What could have been if only Lee had lived, you know? And yeah, we had those debates on Twitter, like what, every two years. What I hate that that turned into was, oh, well, Sierra's just taking a shine at Lee. I'm like, there was space for both of them. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, people are weird about that kind of shit. Mm. Yeah. And so that's that, that's that whole stand culture shit, like like yeah, the yeah. ugly side of stand culture. Mm. But continue. And so yeah, I think in the Leah's case again, she represented that sort of thing where it was like I can be a bad girl and I can be independent. I don't have to like necessarily broadcast it, but like I can be that and I can look that way and I can represent that style and like that just way of living and still be this loving, caring, tender person. And her loss, you know, again, it, 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 you know, did what it did, but I think to some of those people who again, vault her up into that sort of like upper echelon of like all time greats. I think it's that whole, like, Man, she died too soon. Yeah. That makes them do that. I don't think it's any like she was twenty two when she died, right? Uh, like, yeah, twenty yeah, she was born seventy nine yeah. or yeah, twenty two. Um yeah, 22. 
so she would have, I mean, like if he just sort of chart her life going forward, um, we know Timberland eventually wound up moving into like the realm of dance music, like straight line dance music by like 2006 when he released, uh, what's the name of that album that he put out? Um, when I had Promiscuous Girl on it and all that type of stuff. And by then, like he wasn't doing like the straight up hip hop R&B anymore. He was on this whole other wave basically. But imagine like Aaliyah, Shock Value, that's what it was called. But imagine Aaliyah going on that ride instead of like Nelly Furtado. Yeah, because that one had on, didn't that one have Say Something on? Um, Shock Value had, so that was 2007. Um. No, so that was Give It To Me, The Way I Are. Uh, release was on that when the song with Justin Timberlake. Uh, Scream was on it, the one he did with Carrie Hilson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say something. Was that Shock Value too? That was 2009. That seems kind of late. But maybe. It might have been too. Yeah, yeah. It was It was uh, Shock Value too. Okay, my bad. No, you're good. But, um, yeah, but just imagine, again, Aaliyah taking that ascent and, like, that venture out of straight-line hip-hop R&B and into, like, more challenging... Because that was a challenge for Timbaland as much as it was, you know, for everybody who he took with him. Um, and, yeah, just, like I said, I think about it, and I'm just like, wow, like, what could have been? Now, again, I don't get into the business of, like, putting these folks in the sainthood for you know various reasons, but like Aaliyah sort of represents this very pure what could have been because my God, like we know, and we talked about this before, we've given Missy her flowers plenty of times, mm-hmm. but Timbaland and Missy were a force, and she was the chief beneficiary of it. Indeed, you know more so than genuine, more so than you know player more so than like every other project that Timbaland had like she was the one like she was the one like yo we gonna carry her up and through it and then into it and then like we gonna keep her propped up for as long as we can you still there yeah I'm still here I'm sorry okay no it's good um am I here going nah you good okay I I thought I was for I thought I was for a minute but Mm -mm. there's been no echo on my side anyway and I'm yeah, but um, but yeah, I think um, like I say, Aaliyah was a victim of that time period or that need after when she died. Um, voting her to 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 that you know like legacy status, like you said. Now, as far as XX, um, call nine one one because he got shot. I don't know what the fuck these these children doing with this nigga. Right, <laughs> voting him up to a goddamn icon. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> I, have like, I mean, we, we spoke about what his death meant to us at length in a previous episode, and I use that length extremely sarcastically. Um, right, right. But no, um, yeah, no. As a, you know, thinking back to this kid, it's just like it wasn't that. Like, yeah. And I'm not saying that being like an old woman about it, but no, it just, it just. This ain't that, and that ain't it. Like, Aaliyah had legit, like, 40-year-olds, like, sad about her death. Um, people right. who had followed, you know, the, the only, stuff and everything else. Like, the, only mo- the only motherfuckers that are upset by XX um, 
XX body bag are those that empathize and sympathize with abusers and kids who don't know no better. And I, mm, I give, I don't want to say give. I understand, even though I still don't rock with the shit, I understand like younger people who don't know no better, you know, being sad over the shit. Cause I can kind of liken it to like when Tupac died and Biggie died and they weren't necessarily good human beings either. Um, and being that young and not knowing any better, I can kind of see the youth doing that to a degree. But yeah. I can see it, but like that they don't fuck with it, but I can see it. Right. Like and that music stood up in a particular way that like their peers acknowledged it and their forebears right. acknowledged it as excellence, um right. as it was, right? So right. And you can't say that with XX uh XX. The, <laughs> X, XX chalk line. You can't say that with him because one with the way the music is now, it's so many of his peers. And then two, he ain't see a lot of peers giving that motherfucker roses when he was alive. It was only when he was dead. And the, the roses that they w- was given to when he died was to cover up and make excuses for him being a goddamn rapist and an abuser. So, you know, like I said, to the youth, I can kind of see it, even though I'm fuck with it. But for grown motherfuckers, adults, the older motherfuckers, nah, y'all niggas just using niggas gender friendly, y'all niggas just empathize with a goddamn abuser. And shame on you for doing so. Uh, Speaking of shame, because we've been at this length a little bit, so let's move on. Speaking of shame, someone that turned their shame into a bag. (laughs) Uh, So, Swiss Beats' ex um, First of all, Swiss Beats looks like Toucan Sam. Just, just want to throw that out there. Um, she has, <laughs> she has turned um her situation with him and Alicia Keys um into a bag. She has written a a a book. Um, her new book, Blend: The Secret to Co-Parenting and Creating a Balanced Family. Um, it is about her relationship with her ex-husband, Swiss, and his new wife, Alicia Keys. We all know the story back in the day of Keisha, uh, uh, Keisha, <laughs> Alicia Keys. Um, Keisha Keys. Nah, I know, right? <laughs> Alicia Keisha Keys. Keys and Alicia Cole and they duet love. No, right. Um, yeah. We all know the story about, uh, Miss Keys, um, stealing, uh, Swiss from Mashonda, which I always felt the way about that, to be perfectly honest, because I listen, regardless of the gender, I'm always of the mindset that it takes two to tango. Um, like, unless the person legitimately did not know that you had somebody else, because we know people lie, uh, specifically niggas, but you know, we being nice, you know, we know people lie. Um, <laughs> And leave people on. So I always kind of felt the way about that because cause everybody had the home record jokes for Alicia, which I get, but I'm just like, but we're not gonna say nothing to this nigga who was who was and is married but entertaining somebody else. So we just not 
I mean, I know the bars on the floor, but we not gonna say shit about this nigga. Like, we gonna put it all on Alicia. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we also, you know, there was the infamous uh, Twitter rants from Miss Mashonda. Um, but yeah, um, over the years they have worked on their blended family and they are in a great place and they uh, you know all, all doing promo for this book and they all on the couch just lovey dovey saying that they love all on each other first of all let me say this I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn what nobody say you can't tell me that seeing that these niggas doing all this cozy lovey dovey shit you can't tell me Alicia ain't fucking the shit out of Swiss and Mashonda. And I'm leaning more towards she more so focusing on Mashonda. Because listen, when they <laughs> did a damn promo and the 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 twinkle in their eyes when they looked at each other and Swiss ass was like, well, damn, am I here? And they was like, no, nigga, you not. <laughs> you, you over there. You hold the camera. Listen, that was cold. See, you, I, I know. Listen, I was born that night, but I wasn't born last night. I can read between some goddamn lines. Listen, that <laughs> when Alicia told Swiss that you the one holding the camera, she looked back and looked at Mashonda, and Mashonda looked at her. Listen, listen, Alicia eating eating that thing from the back on a consistent basis with Swiss sitting outside of the door. Listen, you ain't gonna tell me. You ain't gonna tell me Alicia ain't turning that monkey out. You not gonna tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you not gonna tell me Swiss big nose ass ain't the uh, listen that nigga that nigga sitting outside both him and his damn nose just just in his feelings listen Alicia and they'll show Mashana some things okay you not gonna tell me listen ain't no way in hell ain't no way in hell a woman a, a cishead woman ain't no way in hell she just gonna be buddy buddy with the woman who stole quote unquote her ex husband, and somebody monkey ain't being worked. You not gonna tell me? <laughs> Alicia making Mashonda hit songs in X minor. You not gonna tell me? <laughs> you know what? This this podcast is over. Thank y'all for listening to episode number two hundred of the Crown and College uh, Show. I'd like to uh, invite you to visit tspn.us slash sponsors to. Uh, you know, help us keep the show free so you don't got to pay to hear Jeremy say such horrible things. Um, mm. And we let's get back to the show. Um, mm. But yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, I know, I, I know a lot of people um, like got their opinions, which you know they're t- entitled to their opinions about Mashonda saying that she a dummy bitch because ain't no one here they could be cozy with the woman that stole her husband. Which you know what, I get it, I understand. I listen, I I I I don't know if I have that level level of growth and healing in me. Uh, to be, if I, if I was in that situation, I, I I can't say that I would be eat, be like that either. Um, but what I will say is, I mean, look, Mashonda got alimony. They kids, all of their kids are seemingly in good 
standing in good graces and and good health, which is why she said that's primarily why they was able to work this shit out because because of the kids. Um, she got alimony from that nigga after divorce, and she got a whole book that she done wrote and getting to the bag. So I mean, oh well, yeah, a, she riding around and getting for certain, right? Know? On a moral level, is it kind of fucked up? Well, ain't no kind of. On a moral level, is it fucked up? Depending on your moral, sure. But far as that bad go, Mashonda won. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's not really, you know, the, the moralizing and all that stuff. That's not really our business. That's, you know. Yeah, our business is these jokes, to be perfect. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, listen, Mashonda getting to the bad more than Alicia because it damn sure ain't for singing because, ooh. Mm. Mm. The irony of, of Alicia Keys being on a on a on a on a show called The Voice, like, <laughs> you know what? I liken it to those basketball players. Like, if you look around the NBA, look at the coaches and shit. Like, you'll notice there's a lot of coaches who were like in the NBA. They were decent players, but they weren't like Hall of Famous. Yeah, and that's how it goes. Like, you know, like Michael Jordan. Wouldn't like he's an owner, so like, he's in a whole other realm altogether. But like, there's a reason Michael Jordan never coached. And there's a reason why Wizards fans hate Michael Jordan for when he ran that team. That has a lot to do with when he coached, or not coached, but when he tried to run shit on a um, basketball team. Larry Bird's really like the only one who kind of did both okay. Isaiah Thomas also kind of did both okay. Um, when I say kind of did both okay, I mean like the management side stuff too. Like they both coached and they both like led teams, you know, like in the front offices, but. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like Alicia Keys, you know, we we know her and Holden Oates don't really get along all that great. But she uh, should have stayed in the range of Diary of Alicia Keys. That was when she was at her best. Yeah, but no, she wanted to prove she was an alto. We still and, got the tweet from that. And baby, you and alto, you is not because oof, oof, mm, mm. But you know what? Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Um, but yeah, um, Mashonda said, uh, time has a way of healing things. Um, she told people and they issue about this shit. And, uh, but we also had to heal them ourselves. And it was primarily due to the kids that they were able to. And she says, I'm using my own story as a testimony. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> and that it is all, it is my divine purpose. Ah, ooh. I don't know about divine purpose, Mashonda, but you know what? Go off. Uh, yeah, well, again, I'm not. Um, mm. I ain't hating, girl. Get your get your life situation in the way in the order that you want it. I know we was mad about that shit when it all first came out because it was like, damn, Alicia Keys. Yeah, the nerve, nigga. Yeah. yeah. But, but now that they all seem to kind of have established some sort of like triangulation that isn't actually like harmful, okay, be great, be great, how you be great, yeah, yeah, that's you know what, yeah, that's I mean, you know, I'm you know, Joe's gonna fly, which again, I hey, that's why we here, but like on a niggy level, like that's their business, <laughs> you know? that's their business, and 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 they good, they kids good, which is seem to be all they primary focus. So it's like, I mean, you know, um, show your, show your kids healthy love. That's hey, that's I, show your kids healthy love and whatever healthy love looks like for y'all, because that's what it seems to be going on. 
Uh, speaking of healthy, so um, basketball is bike. Yes. And um, y'all niggas better stop trying to trade Anthony Davis before he actually goes, motherfuckers. Sick of y'all. Tell him, Bianca. Um, but yeah, so um, LeBron made his Lakers debut in Lakers preseason, which usually, um, well, as much as I love LeBron, I still don't give a fuck about preseason. But I managed to catch some highlights and saw him in his Lakers. First of all, let me just say, LeBron looks good in a Lakers jersey. He really does. <laughs> I Yo, can't even lie. Them jerseys look cold, especially they got the purple on them now. Yeah, yeah. All white like the old ones. Uh-huh, them jerseys are cold. Them jerseys are cold. Um, but, I, yeah, like, it is – he looked very comfortable on the court. I mean, I think they lost. I, I, well, I think they split. I mean, I think they, like, one and one or some, some shit like that. But Braun looked very good. He looked very comfortable on the court. He looked like – he looked like – I, I told Bianca this pre. It's gonna be fun watching Bron play stress free basketball. You know now, now air quotes around stress because, and it's not necessarily like internal pressure, which is mo- mostly what I'm talking about. Because I mean, don't, first of all, don't nobody expect them to beat the Warriors. Because I don't, nobody expects anybody to beat the Warriors. Um, My Pelicans gonna beat the Warriors. Yeah, I said it. You know what? We're gonna go with it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Pelicans. I like, I like making the occasional bad basketball prediction on the show, just like I called Cavs at seven. You know, last finals, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's we fine. fuck it up sometimes. It's all good. You know, we yeah, we having fun with it over here. Correct. Um, but yeah, like I think it's going to be cause first. LeBron looks at peace. He looks like, look, I have done everything basketball wise I intended to do. Like anything else good that comes after this is a pot is a net positive, but it is not it is not championship or bust anymore. Like I've the I got I got Cle- the Cleveland fucking Cavaliers a goddamn trophy. I I I should be the GOAT just off that alone, which he is. But anyway <clears throat> but anyway it's gonna. I feel like Braun is at peace. He is at one. He um, is gonna be playing stress free basketball. He's gonna be living his best life. Like this nigga got a show, TV shows, acting, got a movie coming out. He's doing all types of shit. The shit that he wanted to do, building schools and shit. Like this nigga is living his best life, and it's gonna be VV fun to watch Braun as a Laker. I am excited. I will say, I do kind of wish that the numbers on the front were a little bit bigger. But it's cool. It's working. Yeah. I like it. I fuck with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now they went, they went back to the '80s drop shadow. That shit is fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bron playing with a bunch of young niggas and some and some old niggas. Like this gonna be fun. Like the Lakers are gonna be fun to look at. Rajon Rondo. Rock. Playoff Rondo. And Playoff Rondo. But you know, but what also my dog Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma. They still beefing. I don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, but, but you know what's going to be Brandon hilarious? Ingram was like 7'1", 99 pounds still. Yep. <laughs> hey, Brandon Ingram skinny like he doing K2. No, that ain't K2, fam. That is... That is... Um, that That is that is meth and Ativan skinny. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, mix some goddamn meth with some fabuloso and an easy bake oven. <laughs> Speaking of, ooh, you reminded me. I got to get my pot out, my special pot with the tape on the handle. Mm-hmm. That I got from Goodwill for fifty cents. 
Cause, Cause you know niggas love Fabuloso. It's time to Fabuloso this house. You are fucking right. And then I'm gonna do some uh purple cinnamon pine cones. Or purple my... Fabuloso specifically. Yes. Do my cinnamon pine cones. This is fall. I want my house to smell like. I'm out front apartment. I want my apartment to smell like motherfucking fall, so I could be happy about this shit. Correct, but uh, but yes, but you know what's gonna be hilarious because <laughs> on the other side of 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 the river, the cows the the cows want us to believe that they somebody. They really do. They want us to believe that we are people too. It wasn't just the LeBron. It it just wasn't Bron and everybody else. It it was the Cavs want to be like we awesome. You know what the Cavs are? The Cavs is the Cavs is that okay ish person that fucks around and gets someone way out of their league. Oh boy, and <laughs> fuck it up <laughs> and fuck it up. And then when, the, when that person leaves and goes to, to live their best life, that that uh, the 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 okay person try to convince. Up the rest of us and themselves that they are somebody they can go pull another bad bitch and it's like no you can't <laughs> no you can't you lucked up you you <laughs> you nigga with you nigga with dirt under your fingernails you lucked up and found the one bad Instagram bitch that will give you the time of day and you fucked it up and now and now you trying to convince us in a hundred and for the characters that you are that nigga and you can go, go get another one in a minute. No, you can't, nigga. No, you can't. You had your one golden ticket and you fucked it up, Cleveland, because you are Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, Tristan Thompson was in that uh, Media Day interview like, yeah, you know, we beat Boston and, and y'all saw what happened with Toronto and you know, Wizards and the Heat ain't go. It's like, come on, fam. You're talking about teams that either didn't make the playoffs or y'all didn't even play against. Yeah, yeah we uh, we were handled up on the Sixers. Um, you know, the Pacers can't touch us. Uh, the Bulls trash. It's like, man, you gonna shut your ass up? Like, no, Tristan Thompson. Those teams couldn't touch LeBron. Right. <laughs> they, had, they had no answer for LeBron James. They had answers for you, fam. Those games you had two points and five rebounds and five fouls in 17 minutes. <laughs> Right. Just sometimes I'm talking like he's somebody. Like, nigga, nigga, you had that one series against the Hawks where you averaged like 25 rebounds and you ain't do shit else since that one year. And that you you scammed Cleveland into giving you 90 fucking million dollars or whatever the fuck it was. Some number like that. Like, Tristan, please, please, please. The championship came through LeBron. LeBron right. ain't there no more. LeBron on the on the on a whole other coast, living his best life. Like fam, you realize Kevin Love is your best player right now. Colin Sexton might be your second best player right now. Rodney Hood might be your third best player right now. Shout out to Rodney Hood, though. I like Rodney, but yeah, I like Rodney Hood. He, you know, he's he one of them red Duke ballers who ain't annoying as fuck in the NBA, but you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. But nigga, yo. Speaking of Duke, <laughs> so uh, Kyrie Irving apologized to science teachers for saying that the Earth was flat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yo, I cannot imagine being a whole ass teacher. <laughs> no, done did what I had to do. Done went to school, got my degree, got my masters, can teach and lead the 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 the, the youth. 
at the end of in the future uh, members of society of the next generation. I cannot imagine telling them about the, the about spears and the earth being round and longitude and latitude latitude. And one and somebody little not no kid telling me the earth ain't round, it's flat because Kyrie Irving said so. I cannot imagine. <laughs> I would, I would be speechless. I would, I wouldn't know how to react. <laughs> I'm a whole ass teacher with a goddamn masters, and you telling me that the earth flat because some, because some basketball player with a fetish for white women told you that the goddamn earth flat. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie, the handsome out of child up in the, up in school, looking dumb as fuck. And the wild thing is, like, I'm glad he at least admitted. Yeah, I was heavy in the conspiracy theories, but man, Yo, that's got to that's gotta lead everything you say when you discuss this stuff going forward. Right. Like, nigga, I got high one time and I just got, just got on YouTube and fuck. You ain't got to incriminate yourself. Just say, yo, like, I'm watching YouTube and I'm, I'm on, like, these conspiracy theory, you know, things and that nigga has some shit and like, the way they present it, like, I don't necessarily agree with it. And that that would have been big. If you didn't say, I don't necessarily agree with it. But the way they present this shit makes a compelling case. And it really put a lot of um, effort into making their points. And on some level, I can appreciate that, even though, again, like, whether or not I agree with them is up in the air and not really anything I feel like I can definitively say yes or no to. That would have been like, all right, cool, respect, you know, like. I think it's like when it first happened, he was like, oh, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. You niggas asleep. I think that's what it was. <laughs> and it's like, nigga, you done went down the rabbit hole because you done had some weed laced with some goddamn awesome. And you, <laughs> and you think we the dumb. It's like, boy. But yeah, he apologized to the teachers for, for leading the children astray. <laughs> Them teachers was bad as fuck. They were like, boy, you gonna do undo all our goddamn teaching? <laughs> but that's the that's one example of you do have to as a celebrity or you know, star or you know, athlete or whatever, sometimes you know, you do have to take your platform and take what you say uh, with a little bit more caution because you know whether it's right or wrong, you know, good or bad, you know, some people like they look up to you. They look up to they see your visibility, they see your your, you know, your star power and they look at what you say and pay attention to what you say and you could have somebody out here thinking that the the earth is a goddamn lego block. <laughs> you know? Like you you got to you got to be cognizant of that. You can't have co- uh cognitive niggerness and, and just ignore the shit. You got to be aware. Stay woke, but not not that damn woke. But uh, don't, don't go get sleep sleep deprived. Correct. Uh, but speaking of sleep, um, it is damn near ten thirty over here on the East Coast, and my ass got to get up at six for work. So I think this is a good um point to close out the show. All right. Any final thoughts? Um. 
Um, my final thought is, even though we're planning on talking about it, uh, but we kind of got on some tangents and stuff, which is fine because we gave y'all hashtag content. Um, if you did missed it, um, be sure to watch um the special um of EJ Johnson and Magic Johnson. Um, um, I think it was titled uh, "This Is My Life." Um, it's a great um doc. It's a great special on um on uh, gender identity and uh, and sexuality um uh, we know that EJ first of all EJ Johnson is fucking flaw is fucking flawless that's number one right um, he he be beat to the gods uh, yeah, so that, uh, CNN's profile this is life with Lisa Ling yes and yeah in it you'll find an interview with uh, uh EJ's parents and then they get some words from EJ um, I think it's tremendous. You should definitely check it out. Um, in fact, that may be how we open episode 201 next week with the discussion about what we've taken away from that conversation, especially, you know, in light of the shit with the Supreme Court, and especially in light of the shit with the uh, transgender student, with the lockdown drill, and just basically all the ways in which... Um, trans people's lives are affected and you know included in that is those who bend gender and those who don't subscribe to the notion of gender which ej kind of falls under that umbrella so yes. definitely watch that and, no no um, gatekeepery bullshit and yes just straight up you know good old um content and things to think about things to chew on and ways to see alternate windows into the life I'm living. So, yeah, thank you. Correct. Uh, so I think that's a great um, way to close out the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, um, yeah. Um, for, thank you all for fucking with the CSPN. Um, leave us ratings and reviews. Um, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, get bonus hashtag content. Um, and we're gonna work on it. I promise. Yes, yes, we are. Me and Bianca are gonna carve out a schedule to work on some work yes, on some bonus been, hashtag content. This has been crazy in your girl's life, but things will start stabilizing in the next, I don't know, week or two, and maybe we can. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for yeah. listening. That's a wrap. We out of here. Bye. Till next week. Peace. Looking for anything.